Poso maoni work, wai wanen kitanen ni mo e yoski pietaya posnotaman e yum MITW podcast. A yospis pietaya posnapi notaman and he sikimaka e yoso matnamene hokihi. Listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. I'm your host, Sheena Wapus. And Gary Dodge. As always, we have Vaughn Bowles, public information officer for the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin, joining us today. Welcome, Vaughn. Morning. So, Vaughn, is it true that surgical masks and KN95 masks work better than cloth masks? I read that in an article this week. <laughs> that's, that's pretty accurate, actually. So, the CDC's put some stuff out, more stuff out on masks, and um, you know, they, they start by saying, well, an N95 or a KN95, that's just the, the Chinese equivalent, uh, respirator masks are the most efficient filtering uh, particles. The CDC recommends that we reserve those for healthcare workers specifically. Um, and then they actually have a table that lays out um, how well things are filtered out. Um, there's also a great um, kind of chart put out by Texas A&M about how many particles are filtered out in the materials. And so if you're going from um, most protection or most efficient at filtering, it would definitely be the N95s, the KN95s, um, followed by various types of surgical masks. Um, and then cloth masks are really kind of not great sometimes. Uh, they can, <laughs> they've found that in some cases they only catch like 24% of particles, um, you know, sometimes the average seems to be around 35-ish percent. Um, and it's kind of funny because they actually, uh, Texas A&M compares and uh, they're like, you could use a bra cup, which filters out 83% of particles or a surgical mask, which surprisingly is not quite efficient as a bra cup. It only does 72%. Um, if you're using a pillowcase, that'd filter out like 56% of all particles. Um, if you're using a shower curtain, I don't know why they use some of these things. They use some of the craziest things. <laughs> a shower curtain would filter out about 55%, um, and then a bandana only filters out about 28% of all particles. So you're really better off using a surgical mask or an N95 if you have them around and they're available and stuff uh, to you. So yes, the, the N95 and the surgical mask are definitely better than your pillowcase and or cloth mask. But... A bra cup would work Bra cup might be better, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The White House announced a detailed plan to vaccinate the 5 to 11 age group. Although the vaccine is not officially approved for that age group, um, is the tribe preparing at this point um, to do like a similar plan as well? Yeah, we're we're anticipating that, you know, the vaccines will eventually be approved for ages 5 and up. Um, And so we're uh, working with the Menominee Tribal Clinic and stuff to prepare how we're going to administer and distribute those vaccines to children. Um, Of course, with parent consent, um, since they have the final say over the health of their children. Um, I know the administration is currently planning on having 28 million children vaccinated by Christmas. So hopefully there'll be um, a higher amount of vaccines uh, distributed so we can vaccinate you know, our elderly with boosters, the unvaccinated with, you know, their first and second doses or first dose if it's Johnson & Johnson, and then the children that are that are now going to be eligible for vaccination. So we'll see how it goes. But yes, we're, we're planning on, on being ready for that when, once that 
uh, is fine. Once we're given permission for that. Um, is there going to be trick or treating this year? That was a question I see a lot coming up in the community. I'm just going to throw this out there. Technically, families are free to choose whatever they want for Halloween. Uh, so it could be. I know the tribe's actually organizing a drive-through Halloween event. It's going to be held on the 31st uh, from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, there'll be bags of goodies that can be distributed there. So they can do that if they'd like. Nice, safe alternative to going knocking doors and interacting a lot with the public. But there isn't like set hours the way that there normally would be like in a non-pandemic year? I haven't heard of anything like that right now, so I, I can't really talk about that. Okay, um, so is Biden's vaccine mandate going to be finalized soon? I know we talked about that when it was kind of first announced. Um, and if so, are there any, is there any more news on how this will affect the tribe? Because I know when we first talked about it, you just kind of said we didn't know right now. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of the same case right now. Federal processes, it's really hard to estimate any sort of timetable. Um, for those. And as far as how it's going to affect the tribe, tribes um, sometimes don't fall under the same mandates as other parts of the country. So we're, we're not sure how it'll affect us at this point. Um, we, we have been discussing, you know, how we would go about implementing something like that um, and or if we wanted to. There's been there's been some rather heated debates on, on both sides of, of the issue because, um, you know, it's federal law or, you know, so, uh, you know, sovereign nation type scenarios, as well as, um, you know, personal choice. So there's, there's still a lot of discussion about, you know, how it's going to play out. And we're not really sure yet. Okay. So uh, what is the new variant from England? Yay, new variants. That's everybody's favorite topic. It's the ever popular AY42. So uh, <laughs> it's essentially a sub-variant um, of the Delta uh, variant that's currently out there and all over the country. It was discovered back in July and it makes up about 6% of the cases in the UK right now. Um, the College of London Genetics and Institute, uh, their institute director right now indicated that the sub-variant may be about 10% more contagious than the Delta variant, but um, their their experts and also ours at the CDC both agree that it's not really a cause for panic, especially right now. Um, it's pretty similar to the Delta variant, um, and so they're they're not too concerned about it right now. Okay, so I've heard conflicting things on mixing and matching vaccines for high-risk individuals to get the Pfizer booster after getting Johnson & Johnson or Moderna for their first vaccination. So I, I was actually listening to the radio today, and uh, they they did mention that the, the individuals that had Johnson and Johnson could get a Pfizer or a Moderna booster. Um, I believe Moderna boosters were actually approved yesterday. Um, I, I didn't see the CDC report on it, but that is what I've heard through the grapevine and other news sources. Um, and so it's it's not discouraged for Johnson and Johnson. I haven't heard of people getting like the Pfizer and then having a Moderna booster though. I don't know if that type of mixing is approved yet, but they're saying that if you've had Johnson & Johnson, you can mix and match at this point. Okay. And is it true um, immunity has started to wear off for some people who got the Pfizer vaccine? Yeah, so they've found that, you know, the Pfizer vaccine in some people, uh, immunity begins to wane about six months after 
um, their full vaccination. And so it is decreasing in some portions of the population. Um, and so they're, they're working on being able to give them boosters at this time. Is that different for Moderna or Johnson & Johnson? So Moderna, they've, they've found that Moderna lasts a little bit longer than Pfizer's. They were, they were saying around eight months for Moderna uh, in some cases. Um, they've found that Moderna uh, does last longer, has a, a kind of a higher response rate or more vigorous response rate. Um, and so they're, they're seeing it last just a little bit longer than Pfizer's in, in about mm, two-thirds of the cases, half the cases. Sorry to go backwards, but um, no, no, with fine. the Moderna booster being approved, does that that means a lot more people in our population are going to be available for a booster, correct? Absolutely, because we mainly yeah. had Moderna. And, right, and talking with Dr. Schlegel and stuff, they've they've already started contacting um, elders in the community and stuff that got their vaccinations, you know, right when we started rolling them out, and so they're they're trying to get them in for boosters and contacting them. They're also working with. Um, the healthcare employees as well to, to get their their boosters taken care of. So yeah, they're they're working on on getting those boosters out. Uh, how can tribal employees know when they're ready to return to work after a COVID infection? So right now, uh, rule of thumb, both with the tribe and with the CDC, is ten days after the onset of symptoms, they usually consider you non-contagious. Um, also, another way to look at it is twenty-four hours. After your last day with a fever, you can usually return to work without any sort of um, issues. If you didn't have a fever, um, then they say uh, when your symptoms start to improve, you know, when your cough or shortness of breath starts to decrease, that's usually when you're safe to return. So even if you still have symptoms, 10 days after the onslaught, you could come back? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So usually usually viral load is, is decreased to the point where you're... Um, safe enough not to be considered safe enough not to be contagious um, you'll still have viral particulates in your body you'll test positive for you know several weeks after you're uh, unable to pass it to others so you may have some residual symptoms like there are the cases of long covid where people still have you know a slight cough or shortness of breath for you know a month and a half down the road um, but they're not contagious was there anything else you wanted to add no that's it Thanks for uh, thanks for showing up and listening, everyone. Bye, Wannon, for listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also listen to the podcast on menominee-nsn.gov under the Community tab. Keep up to date by following us on Facebook at MITW Podcast. If you have any topic suggestions or questions about COVID-19, you can send those to us at podcast at mitw.org.